Episode 37, Currency for Currency. Today's discussion for tomorrow's financial freedom is titled The Black Effect, Cause and Effect. In general terms, this is a scenario when one thing happens, it causes an effect on something else. The question is, what is the effect on real estate simply because you're black? Join us as we discuss the MMH factors and give you golden nuggets on how to cash in on your currency. We'll get to the point of devaluing the value and how the mere ethnicity of a seller affects their bottom line. Damn, let's get into it. Currency for currency, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Currency for Currency, and this is the place where you get today's discussion for tomorrow's financial freedom. I'm Nyosha, and I have with me today the amazing, the incredible, I'm in a singing mode, y'all, it's Ms. Mo Money. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing today, Nyosha? Mo Mo. I am so awesome. How are you? I'm doing good. The sun is shining. You yeah. know, I, I'm a summer person. I'm not really a four season person. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't mind the spring and a little bit of the fall. It's just I don't like the winter. <laughs> no, I'm a fall, <laughs> spring type of gal. And I, August, August Leo season getting ready. Oh, to, gosh. Don't know. Don't do that. You had to bring and, it in. My, oh my, my baby gosh. cupcake, my lioness, turned mm. four. I had an amazing birthday weekend. Yay! Yay. That was so fun. That was, that was so, so, fun. so fun. Yeah. It's the bounty fun. house, the you so wrong for giving them kids. Um, cotton candy. Cotton candy. Oh, child. That was and good. And that's the moment we came in there to the moment. <laughs> Made everybody a king and queen. Oh yes, that's right. Because they are little princesses and little you have kings. Have to be reminded that every day. We Man, all... isn't it nice to just look at kids and reflect back on your childhood? Like they're just—they're so innocent. They're so carefree. They're so adventurous, right? And I, I just wish that us as adults would just carry on those same thoughts, you know, being carefree, being adventurous and getting out of our own way, right? Just loving life, enjoying the moment for what it is. You know, there's so much we could learn from kids, man. And it just, when you're around them, your vibrations just elevate. Yes. You it's know, such a, just... a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, yes. And you know, you remember when adults used to say, Oh, you got your whole life ahead of yes. you. You didn't even know what that meant. You didn't, you didn't no. even know what it meant. And right. they don't never know what it means, so it's gone. Exactly. Exactly. And then you start to age and you're like, Oh my gosh, how much time I got left? And you see people, you know, leaving this earth sooner than we ever would have imagined. And you're like, Wow, you know, it really puts it all into perspective. And that's why you have to enjoy life while you have it you have to be appreciative and recognize that every breath that we're given is a gift right yes. we, we cannot take it for granted we cannot waste it so being mindful being being thoughtful being carefree but also being conscious right and, and being 
being being comfortable in your decisions, knowing that what you're doing today, if given the blessing, will only propel your tomorrows. That's my mindset. That's my philosophy, at least. And also being comfortable in your own skin yeah. and, and the truths that are around you. <laughs> the truths that are around you. My gosh. That is so... Wow. That is so powerful that you just said that. And I'm going to tell you why. So as you all know, Mo and I are both in, in real estate, right? As one of our businesses, she got a whole bunch of them, y'all, but one of our businesses, real estate. And, (laughs) and so while you were saying that Mo, I was actually thinking about a, a recent situation. Um, I'm just going to call it what it is. The black effect. The black effect. When you're selling houses and your owners are black. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I mean, mean. there's no other way to phrase that. It is what it is. And so, you know, I had a situation recently and I was really dumbfounded. I didn't even know how to respond. And typically I'll have a response, but at a showing and the people wanted to place an offer first day house went on the market people wanted to place an offer and everyone that came through this property was like my gosh it's so clean in here they have children and it's so clean clean freak of germaphobe prior to the pandemic Well, well well here it goes here it goes one guy said who owns this house Italian? Wait, 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 let's back up. What was the nationality of this guy, first and foremost? Indian. He's Indian. American. Indian, yes. Uh, Indian from India, not... India from India, okay. that is living in the United States, correct. Okay, go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get a clear picture. No, no, that's, yeah, frame it up. Indian. And he says, who owns this house? Italians own this house, right? Italians own this house because Italians like to keep their house wow. really clean. What? I didn't know what the heck. I'm trying to think like. Wait, he I, said that directly to you? Yes. And I was blinking. It was like uh, wow. a hubba da hubba da hubba da I didn't even know how to respond to that. I'm like, what the? I just couldn't come back with a response. But stop right there. Stop right there. Because you're basically telling me that um, a person of color, a brown or black person, I don't know how he identifies. I'm not going to take this identification mm-hmm. um, options away from him. Mm-hmm. You're telling me a black or brown person said to you mm-hmm. that the house that you were showing. Mm-hmm. Must have been, must currently be owned by mm-hmm. and sold by mm-hmm. a white Italian person because it was clean. Yes, yes, wow. yes, wow. yes, well, yes. I mean, so many things come in mind. First of all, the self hate in that, and right. I guess his house ain't clean, so right. I guess identifying with that, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean. I can't call out a racist statement because he's not, you know, white unless he identifies as being white. But that's a slap in the face. Is it ever? What? Yeah. And then his wife said, oh, my. And they have children? 
I have three children. You should see my house. And then it gets better. Then they said, oh, well, I know, I know. Well, how much you think they'll, they'll take off? Will they take anything off? Then it became a dollar value associated with that. Because it's white, it's more fat. You know right. what? My stomach hurts right now. My stomach just, my heart just dropped in my stomach. Yeah. Because I, being in the business for over three decades, over yeah. three years, yeah. I've seen this very uncomfortable situation arise. Yeah. Yeah. I've walked through houses and I've seen it devoid of any pictures. Mm. <laughs> and had to summate mm-hmm. that the occupants that were currently living there mm-hmm. were black or mm-hmm. people of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point I walked through and we were in the main bedroom. I don't use the word master because I mm-hmm. don't like it for obvious reasons. Sure. The main bedroom. And I looked over and there was a misstep. Mm. They had left out hair grease. Wow. And I knew <laughs> when I walked through the house and didn't see pictures, I don't know if my client picked up on it, but I do pick up on it when it is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a sad state of affairs that we are dealing with, even on the real estate market where things are value. Hey, let's say it this, let's take it out of the real estate. How many times have you heard people say, it has Italian marble. Right. Or an Italian suit. Right. Or Italian shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they say cheap Chinese. There you go. There you go. It's- I mean, is it that far ingrained in us that we are brown and black people also look up to something being qualified is greater right because valuable white or Mm -hmm. Italy or Mm -hmm. white person to the point where we're saying if a home is clean right white people live there must be but you know what I'm trying not to say I'm just going to say it because it's right and I'm not trying to make everything about race I've been in situations where I've seen people, people of color, suffer in the market. I've seen yeah. when they're trying to sell their houses. Yep. And I go back and see what else was selling in the neighborhood at the time. Yep. And I'm like, why if your house is the smallest house in the neighborhood, did you pay the highest price at that time? Exactly. Or why isn't your house selling and it's the second largest house on the market? Right. And it's priced almost the same as the smaller house and all the houses were built at the same time. Right. And it's well furnished and decorated. Right. I've you, seen it and to say it doesn't exist is a saying that racism didn't exist. It's saying as if the the, the riots in Capitol Hill <laughs> right. that we all see on television exactly. did not exist. Right. Did not happen. Right. It's like, I'm going to hit you over the head with this bat, but I didn't hit you over the head with this bat. When you wake up off the floor. When you wake up off the floor. With a a lump. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know. How how did that make you feel? I mean, you were in your feelings. I I want to go back to that moment. Yeah. What was ultimately, 
what you what was your response did you were you able to respond in in my head my immediate response was what the what the did you just ask me that like are you serious wow how dare you that's what was going through my head because I'm like you know I wanted to go somewhere else and you know start using some vulgar terms but I just responded and I said what makes what makes you think that I said they, they keep the house very clean you know they keep the house very clean and I said wow really really I said well we're not you know legally able to disclose those type of questions I said because then it would lead into discrimination right mm. I said what would it matter you like the house you think the house is clean great put it in an offer based on it being well cared for exactly exactly I just I could not fathom and you know the thing about it sometimes when people say things out of their mouths I'm like I would never ever imagine saying something like verbally saying something out loud that people could hear my thoughts and I'm, I was just thinking like who are you as a person you know just it's disgusting and it's just like you said, you're another black or brown person. And here you are devaluing yourself and placing more value on someone else's ethnicity. And I just think it's disgusting, you know, but it happens all the time. And it's, it's really sad as a black professional, because we, we spoke about this, you know, before the things that we have to do, you know, the struggles that we have as black professional women, the conversations that we have to have or lack thereof because of our ethnicity, you know, the judgment and the, the disrespect sometimes, you know, there was an incident when we were discussing offer and, you know, basically this male who was um, from Arabic background felt that he needed to have complete control over the entire situation. And he knew that he was negotiating with a woman. And because he knew he was negotiating with a woman, it's like, I'm not going to give you any win at all. And his offer came in significantly lower, significantly lower. Is, so it was a black woman's home are we talking about a black woman's home yes right. yeah and black woman's home and this particular male again who was uh, his ethnicity is um from an arabic country and he knew that he was negotiating with a woman and his his realtor flat out said he wants to be in control he wants to be in control. And she further said that, you know, he feels like he's not being asked and being told everything. And I said, well, who told him? You told, what did you tell him? <laughs> what did you tell him? He's a pro I mean, I understand, a, a, you know, we're only speaking truth. So right. you're not picking on a Arabic, uh, you exactly. know, Muslim. Uh, exactly, exactly. So we are dealing with, the truth in these uh, countries where a woman can be stoned or killed right, right. or adultery and all kinds of other stuff and right. infidelities. 
So we're just speaking on truths, but I like to say that it's not limited to his thought process. We're just dealing with this particular case, mm -hmm. but there are other men that feel um, demasculated mm -hmm. when they are managed mm -hmm. by women or mm -hmm. women in high places or, mm -hmm. you know, she, she used the word control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he has a feel that he is in control. control. Absolutely. Or he is not interested in the deal. Yep. Um, which in and of itself is a sad state of being. Yeah. Um, but that's where we are. So right. now you have a situation where you have a black and brown person that, you know, is, and, and I say this all the time. It's a, it's good when it's it's not good when the oppressed become the oppressors mm. for whatever reason they're doing it. Oh, now I'm going to do it because it doesn't have the same value because it's a black person and I'm going to deal with you this way because right. I have to be in control. I'm the man. I'm the dominant um, energy. Exactly. Exactly. It's and, and we as parents need to teach both our um our children, boys and girls, mm -hmm. that they are just as equal to each other. You know, it was a time when men went out and women stayed at home, and mm -hmm. you know they had to cook, clean, and whatever. But mm -hmm. out here, shoulder to shoulder, mm -hmm. and oddly, I still see. Where a lot of women feel like they have to run home and be the source of the meal every night. Mm -hmm. and they're doing just as many hours. Yep. If not it's more. Partnership. This right. is a contract. Right. You know, um, so I that that's that's really sad. But to say that I'm surprised by it. Yeah. Um I'm not. To say that it's you that, you know, I haven't seen, and I'm gonna say it because it's the truth where I feel that realtors have even um, downplayed uh, pricing. I, I feel it's happening here where I am in Westchester and Mount mm. Vernon mm. with in, uh, the values of our house when um, realtors from the outside of Mount Vernon or white realtors may have seen Mount Vernon as being less valuable, um, mm. much more va less valuable where you see prices go on I'm like, what is this price? Where's this price coming from? And it ends up going, you know, tens of thousand dollars or higher. Right. Because the way um, we're viewed. But right. I, I'm really sorry that, you know, you had that experience. Um, wow. I, I won't say it's the first time. Um, also, like I said, when I walk through a house and time and time again, I see it. And I've seen when people did not devoid their house of pictures and personal effects right how house sold for significantly lower exactly so you know a couple of things are coming to mind and as you were speaking it's, it's so very powerful I was thinking about combo conversations that you need to have with your sellers who are of who are black let me just go ahead and say it the pricing and then the appraisals that come in. So when you think about 
conversations <laughs> and, and I'm laughing to myself because this is like all the stuff, all the conversations that people never have to have that they're, they're not even cognizant of. And this is where, you know, discrimination can rear its ugly face because people just don't know what other ethnicities and women, you know, and, and gender identities, like people don't know what other individuals go through, but I'm thinking about all the conversations that we've had to have with our clients, right? You go into what you know is a beautiful home and listen, sometimes it's not. And I'm not saying sometimes it's not because it's a black owned home. I'm saying sometimes it's not when you just go into anybody's darn home, it could just be nasty, right? But you go into a nice home and let's just say it's a black family. Immediately, my eyes, I do exactly what you do. I start gravitating towards pictures and anything that can directly tie this to a black family and the conversation then it becomes you know it's always difficult because you have to be real and you have to put it on the table and we we have to talk about you know for showing purposes right right what things can we do to lessen the identification here and i remember I think, mm -hmm. I think the whole the movement where we are um one thing about the movement i was i this is always something that's in my mind yeah uh, and i'm just gonna put it all out here um and even as me as a black realtor right okay and dealing with um let's say a white buyer yeah mm. um I think that my chances and preference, even though my experience um, has been proven, not just by me saying so, is of a better, uh, I think my experience speaks for itself, mm -hmm. but I, I, I feel that I've had white clients, mm -hmm. I've dealt with white clients. Um, I think my experience should speak for itself. Right. However, I think, um, and I've had clients, white clients disappear on me. Mm. And I know it wasn't for a lack of professionalism. Mm -hmm. um, and I would track them and they said, oh, you know, we decided to go with another agent or they just start returning my phone calls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that I'm being... I feel I've been not given certain opportunities for sure. being, you know, a black female in the business. Sure. That's just being honest. I mean, it's something that it happens. And, you know, sometimes I've, I've seen where um, people in my own neighborhood will go to other neighborhoods to mm -hmm. be brought back to our neighborhood. Mm. And never really... I mean, like, why would you go, you know, 10, 15 miles away? Right. To be Eating, brought back. To, to select another place. realtor? Well, yeah, to work with another realtor. Mm -hmm. I guess the folks are thinking they could afford a different area or mm -hmm. another area. Mm -hmm. And then they were actually brought back to me. And I'm going to say this. And if I'm challenged mm -hmm. and people in my area know me, mm -hmm. if I am challenged, I will drop names. Mm -hmm. So don't challenge me. Oh. Hopefully they know better, but I had another black realtor 
um, a client of mine who was black. Yeah. Um, and who ended up actually buying in Mount Vernon had went to this black realtor mm-hmm. who was not working out of an office and does not live in Mount Vernon. Mm. And when they said, is this the best you have? She was showing them houses. Mm-hmm. One of the houses was uh, in White Plains and it had physically abandoned car in the front yard. Oh my. And when the client said it, I said, well, what what kind of house is this? Yeah. I actually went up to take a look because they told me of the house. Mm-hmm. And um, I sort of wrote myself a little note and it was easy enough to find the house with the, the street name. They named the street in the area. Mm-hmm. I found it, I drove by and it was a abandoned car. It wasn't right in the front yard. It was a corner lot mm-hmm. in a, on the side. It was off the street and on the grass. Mm-hmm. So they, the client um, was coming, I think it was from the Bronx. And he said, well, what about Mount Vernon? Mm-hmm. To this black agent. Mm-hmm. And this black agent response was, you don't want to go down there. There's too much of us. Now. Oh, wow. <laughs> and wow. when they halfway listening to the story, until they said that. And I personally know this person. I know the agency she works for. Wow. And that was the last time this particular buyers um, dealt with her. Wow. And when I started showing them houses, they started asking me, although I was in Mount Vernon and there had been the other agencies and other agents, did we have the same access to the same pool of homes? Mm-hmm. And I said, if we are on the MLS, I'm not showing you anything exclusive to my office. I'm showing you stuff that's on the multiple listing service, which is shown to anybody in the United States or outside the United States that is a realtor or subscribed to the website. Right. Um, and I, I had to ask why. Right. And they said, the homes that you're showing us, uh, it's like night and day. Wow. And then that's when they made a reference to one, some of the homes they'd shown were being shown had an abandoned car mm. in the yard. Mm. And it was being shown some very dilapidated areas and mm. homes. And um, I've had problems and even retrieving a key as a licensed uh, realtor at agencies outside of where I work mm-hmm. that are predominantly white mm-hmm. and again I am challenged don't come for me I will drop names and I'm not just going to drop say names to who is challenging me I will get on here and I will drop and tell everything oh, I my went into goodness. Place and I had a client that um, I think she, one was a lawyer and the other one was an accountant and they were people of color, they were black and I made appointments to see houses in this particular area in Mamaroneck mm-hmm. these are Mamaroneck or Largemont um, I went to get the key and when I left my car I left the AC on and I said this might take a while 
to my clients. And it became a tug of war. Oh my goodness. I went in, I made the appointment, I walked in, I held up my card and my license, my little pocket card at the same time, um, and said, I'm here to pick up this key for this house. And they were like, do you have an appointment? And then I say, yeah, yeah, I have the appointment. Meanwhile, the appointment book was in front of the secretary of the receptionist. Mm-hmm. She didn't open the book. She said, hold on, the phone rang. And she got off the phone. She said, yeah, um, I said, yeah, I'm here to show this particular house. And I gave the address. And she said, did you make an appointment? I said, yes, I made an appointment. And she was like, well, why are you answering me like that? I said, well, why would I come here? I have my license and my, you know, my business card in my hand. Right. Because I knew you guys was going to give me a problem. Right. And then there's this other guy. I didn't raise my voice. I was speaking as monotone as I'm speaking now. He looks around the corner like he was passing by. He interrupts and he said, can I help you with something? Wow. Like, and what are you doing here? There. He stands behind her and he says the same thing. I said, again, I'm here to pick up the key. I have clients in the car. It's hot. Please. I just yeah. Want are you, are you in the MLS? Wow. I said, yes, I'm in the MLS. I said, in fact, um, you know, at that time I was the director for Zone 7. Wow. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm in the MLS. I said, why why don't you open the book? Yeah, right in front That's of you. The third time I've been asked the question, she's taking phone calls, which I understand she's working, but why do you keep asking me this? Why do you assume? So I, I, I said, I came in here like this, holding up the card and my business card and my license, mm. um, which at that time did not have a picture on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, um, oh, why are you so angry? Oh, did we default to that, right? The angry black the woman. The angry black woman thing. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm not angry. I have a lot of feelings right now. One of them is disenchantment, disrespect. I'm irritated, I'm frustrated. And I said, I keep saying the same thing. I said, why would I just walk in here? I said my name, I presented myself, the appointment book is there, it says appointments, I can read upside down, and you haven't opened it. Still haven't opened it. And I said, here's my card, and I gave him my card. And there was a smug response of Mount Vernon. Wow. This is what the woman said that was sitting in the chair who at this time had participated or either asked me three times why I was there. Wow. And gave a side look to the guy like, ugh. Wow. Wow. So, so it's, it's, and I can speak of so many different times when, I mean, there was a time I went with another client to a house on Ramsey Road in Yonkers. Mm. And I wasn't allowed entry to that house. Um, by the owners? By the owner, the person who came to the wow. door. There was also a very large dog. My client, who was a, a gentleman, he um, had his twin boys with him. Mm-hmm. And the dog was hitting the screen door. Not mm-hmm. once did this guy say stop to mm-hmm. the dog. Mm-hmm. Every time the dog, and it was one of those metal doors, so every time he hit it, it sounded like the door was going to spring open. And it was a, a large dog. I mm-hmm. would say 35, 40 pounds bigger. And I get, 
it's a big dog. Mm-hmm. And I say, um, hi, you know, I present myself. I have my card in my hand and it said, um, I have um, a showing for the day. And the guy looks at me and says, you don't, you don't have a showing here. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. And I was careful. I'm always careful to say who made the appointment. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. this is the person I spoke to. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do have an appointment here. Mm-hmm. It was verified, you know, yesterday. You don't have an appointment. You need to get off my property. All this yelling. Wow. So I'm sitting there between him yelling. His yelling is exciting the dog. Right. Jumping up and hitting the screen. And I turn to say something because I'm engaging this guy. I don't realize that my client had taken himself and his two kids, which was like six or seven. Mm-hmm. And they were walking back down the driveway. Yeah. Because imagine your kids. That's what I'm thinking about. The shock of the kids seeing that and the terror not from the wanting, dog. Not wanting you in that area. Yeah. Not wanting you to sell in that area. I had another incident in Yonkers where we came back for the second showing on a two family on McLean Avenue. And the seller was like, oh, it's so noisy around there. And I'm like, how many years you've been here? Mm-hmm. 47 years. Oh, mm-hmm. now it's so noisy. Around. Right. Right. You've been here 47 years, but it's very noisy. Right. So, I mean, there's different things. In that other particular situation, I actually um, made some phone calls and had the listing pull. And the agent said there was a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't what was supposed to be that way. Um, someone hadn't given someone the information and I said yeah but I spoke and said look this is who I am and this is who I spoke to and um, you know it was a very threatening situation for um, gosh. me and my client to wow. experience and you see so many other and, and just really in short I seen something recently in the paper mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, it's not the paper on the internet where someone was um, trying to get their house refinanced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the wife was black and the husband was white. Mm-hmm. They were shocked in what their house came in. in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the wife was the one that was home that mm-hmm. particular day. So mm-hmm. the way they resolved it is that they took down their pictures mm-hmm. and they called the appraisal appraiser back out mm-hmm. same company um even their mortgage person said they were really surprised to what the house came in and they did nothing else but the wife stayed out of sight stayed out of the home and the house came in i think it was 50 over fifty thousand dollars different the same house this mm-hmm. happened this mm-hmm. is something i read this year and it came at no surprise to me yep, yep. across the board whether it be the realtor undermining the appraised value yep. uh, the agent yep maybe not putting the same spin on the house yeah um and i'm not i mean just like there's bad cops and there's good cops and there's bad agents i'm saying these are people yeah and um just like your person who's a person of color made such a racist statement I, yeah. I, I, I there's no other i was trying to come to terms to what this could be called but it is racist I, it doesn't mm. matter to me that the person making that statement is another person of color exactly right and we exactly. do it to each other just as 
much as it's being done to us. Absolutely. I just want to say this. A lot of times when we get um, a black person is killed and it's a black lives matter. I do believe a person is just as dead when a black person kills them as a white person kills them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's sad, but I think it's also the exposure we have to each other Mm -hmm. that makes the numbers higher. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also um, systemic to racism, um, Mm -hmm. to slavery, Mm -hmm. that we feel a way we feel about each other. And in this country, I mean, we get back to the conversation where some people think they're better black because they're from other countries. Exactly. And how Americans look at white Americans, some white Americans, let me clear myself up, yeah. look at Native American um, Ados, American right. slaves, as being lazy and beneath the other Blacks that may come from another country and other Blacks from other countries, I think, pick up on it and feel the same thing. And and, and, it, and, it, and it, it, it stinks. The shit rolls down cells. Sorry yeah. for and I think it, to say it doesn't exist in real estate. It would just say, be a flat out lie. Just yeah. say it. It would be a flat out lie. It, you know, it's, it's, it's some, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, white privilege. Yeah. It's basically, you know, the, the, you're in your white privilege. You wouldn't know that. You, you wouldn't know because it you don't have to have the conversation. Yeah. You don't have to have the conversations, unfortunately. You don't have to present. You don't have to take down. You spoke about the appraisals, and I actually attended a course maybe about two months back, and I think it was CBS or ABC that did a special on real estate and exactly this, pricing, appraisals and even going into the office for assistance and some of the video that I saw in this course you had the same agent presented with two different clients who were walk-ins and one client would walk in client would be black and you know well have you spoken with the lender well are you purchasing by yourself is your husband employed are you sure he makes this much money you know, how, how are you going to pay for this? Are you sure you can afford this? You know, how is your job stable? You know, do you have a good relationship? Just questions like out of the blue. And I'm thinking like, what the heck is wrong with this? White woman walks in. Oh, and let me top it off with this. She told this black woman, this particular agent, well, I can't take you out until you get a full qualification. I don't just start my car up and go for appointments. So unless you speak to a lender and I fully vet that qualification, I can't take you out. White woman walks in. None of the questions are asked. Nothing about a pre-approval. Oh, I have availability in the next hour. Are you available now? And it was like, what? Literally, from the time the white woman walked in, maybe within two minutes or less, she was offering her time to go and show her. And I gotta tell you, I mean, I I don't even know 
the right words to put that into context on how I felt, you know, because to see, to hear it is one thing, to experience it is something totally different. To watch it being done is yet another different thing. And I always say to myself, I get shocked and, and even being in real estate all of these years in New York, I'm still very shocked that it happens in a state like New York where you just have a melting pot of everything. But I mean, we, we talked about this early on because I went through this. I remember when I was buying my first home and I, and I shared with you all how most people came out and it was intimidation. Like, you don't belong here. What are you doing? And one after another just started coming out. But the other thing was just what you said about the appraisals, you know, and people having, again, to take down their pictures, you know, to hide certain things, to put away the artwork so that when get a neighbor to come over even and stand in place of them for the appraisal, just so they can get a higher value. My cousin even told me, you know, he called me and he's like, what the heck? You know, this appraisal came in. He's like, what do I have to do? And they challenged the appraiser. They challenged the appraisal and the appraisal came back and a different appraiser gave that property a $6,500 higher value than what the first appraisal came in. And it's a very real thing that folks have to deal with. And it's, it's really sad because it affects your bottom line. You know, you're good enough to get in the area. So you'll take my money but you don't want to help me advance my situation by buying from me, right? Or when you come into my, you know, immaculately clean kept home, you have to think that I'm of a different, you know, ethnicity, right? Or background altogether because we can't keep good homes. So it's just the, the mindset and the divisiveness and the racism and bias that still exists, you know, there is no way to sugarcoat it because it is on so many different levels, but it's definitely still present in housing. It's definitely still present in housing. Even when you speak to lenders, you know, sometimes their attitude when you're speaking to lenders, they make you feel like a peon, I've heard my clients say, you know, and some of the questions that they've asked them or the tone that they have taken with them. It's like, well, you know, what did you do here when you're talking about credit things or, you know, you need to clean this up. I can't help you. And yet if it's a different person, oh, I understand. And, you know, life happens. And listen, well, the one thing that I want y'all all to know is when it comes to credit, when it comes to finances, when it comes to difficulties, we, Mo and I have seen it all, you know, and it's not just Black people that fall on hard times, yeah. right? Yeah. Everyone falls on yeah. hard times. What we are talking about, however, are the challenges that a specific, the, the Black community faces when it comes to real estate. And that stems from this mentality, this, this divisive and racist mentality mentality that then goes into the monetary factor and what that ultimately does is affects the home life right so if you're planning to sell it and you're black owners unfortunately this is something you have to think about and you know <laughs> well, I, I want to throw something else at you gonna yeah thing. um i think the most racist blatant thing in real estate 
is co-op boards. Oh my gosh. And they don't owe you any explanation <laughs> whatsoever. Well, stop right there. Stop right there. Legislation has been passed that now they have to give you a reason. Oh my gosh, that is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. And I just want to see how things because when I've is got, this going into effect? Um, I'll get that information before we log off. Yes. Um, that's something that's happened uh I think this month. This month I got wow. the information or uh, the response to that, that that's actually gonna go in effect. And I think it's one of the biggest injustices for you to be able to say, we want to have a conversation. We want to have a meeting to mm. see fit with the rest of us. Right. And what's important in regards to that is that you can make a decision for God knows what reason and you just get a no. Right. Now, right. I know people that sit on a co-op board and I've had conversations even as recently as the last 10 days and I said to them you know you're on a non-paying job volunteer job you you have no qualifications to be on the board and run a business which is what you're doing and you think that you should be telling people who are gainfully employed and qualified mm -hmm. to live in the building her a financial institution mm. who has everything to lose. Mm -hmm. You have the right to tell that person no for what reason. Right. Because right. maybe they they work three jobs to make the income to be in that building. Right. Maybe they work in a janitor job and they work as a bus drive, blue collar jobs. Yeah. And for whatever reason, um, you can pick out of the air. If a person is qualified to live in that building mm -hmm. with regards to a bank, I can understand. I've had people even disqualified for paying all cash mm -hmm. because they couldn't verify or justify where the money was coming from. Mm -hmm. I get that. But I think it's been going on far too long mm -hmm. and very uh, unfortunate and I'm glad that it's coming to an end. Yeah, that is incredible and amazing news. Unfortunately, we've been on the side of denials with buyers and it's not a very interesting or very comfortable, I should say, conversation to have, especially when you had no reason to give them or justification as to why it didn't go through. So that's amazing news. Amazing, amazing. I news. mean, what better way to hide behind racism? Right. Hide right. behind uh, all kinds. It could be racism. It could be right. sexism. It could be you don't like the person because of their religion. You don't right. want Muslims in the building. You right. don't want Italians in the building. You don't want, well, not that. You don't want um no you want that Italian um, marble. Gay people <laughs> in the building. I mean, it, it's it's a petri dish of a mess. Yeah. And it's just, it's really sad. It's really sad. We got to do better, people. We got to do better. We need to let love rule all and just get rid of all these racist thoughts, these long overdue um, hatreds for others. You know, when we all bleed, we bleed the same red, you know, um, 
we're just all one and we need to get to that i don't know how it's going to happen it is something continuously in my prayers you know i see little kids and i can always tell when i'm the first black person that they've come encountered with (laughs) because their eyes like light up like i'm a new toy or something you know and i've had kids even point you know (laughs) at a time or another and it's like wow that's um interesting (laughs) to see and then you wonder the conversations that are being had at their home or lack thereof you know so be be cognizant of it um and do better do better do better and if you're selling you know unfortunately be aware of those things you know unfortunately if you are a black owner and you're looking to sell sometimes this is what we have to do in order to progress our sale forward and it's just very real (laughs) it's very very real the black effect that's what we were talking about today and it was a great conversation a difficult conversation but one that is necessary that will enhance your mind, ultimately grow your money and allow you to live the best home life that you possibly can. And those are our MMH factors, y'all. That's what we do here on Currency for Currency. So we invite you to come on back. We invite you to share this podcast so that you can make others aware, just as you are aware, right? Enlighten everyone. And we also ask you to consider supporting the podcast because it allows us to keep going and to be to continue bringing you rich content as well so mo money any final thoughts you want to leave with the people no i mean um i i think that we just need to look at ourselves everybody needs to take a look whether no matter what um race you are black white yellow red um and, and listen to our conversations, not to really make you uncomfortable. It's to make you aware, maybe see yourself in it in one side or another and mm-hmm. give, give, give everybody a fair chance. I mean, yeah. that's for all we, we are all out here trying to do the same thing at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, have a job, raise a family and be treated fairly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also to be cognizant of creating opportunities and supporting other black businesses if you are of black ethnicity yourself right that's how we grow with each other that's how we support and collaborate with each other so do something amazing and go out and support a black owned business today right give back do something special and um, be cognizant of your actions. All right, y'all, come on back. It's Currency for Currency, and we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We brought you the dollars and definitely the cents so you could cash in on all your MMH factors. So come on back, grab more nuggets, and get your mind, your money, and your home all addressed in one place. It's currency for currency, y'all. See you next time.